I'm sure you all know who Eamon McCann is. Um, he's been a radical activist in Northern Ireland for more, more, more years than you care to remember, I suppose, is the, is the way to put it, um, since the 1960s and the Northern Ireland Civil Rights Campaign, but um, uh, also an elected representative, both at uh, Stormont level, but also um, at Derry City Council as well, um, until recently. And uh, thanks, Emma. Um, and uh, also involved in, in all sorts of other campaigns, such as the Into the West campaign for uh, rail connection to the Northwest as well. So, Eamon, yeah. it's lovely to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, were, you, were you surprised how much uh, people smoked and drank on TV in those days? Yeah, well, that's one of the things, just to see it, me dragging away at a cigarette. I was smoking 60 cigarettes a day for a long, long time. I, I don't anymore. haven't done for a few years. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, I was reminded of that and how strange it looks now. It looks really weird, but even stranger, if I might say so, is the fact there were nine people around that table, sitting there, seven men and two women. I don't think you get, well, at least I hope, you wouldn't uh, get that today. And I think both the women were treated abominably. The uh, Dr. Uh, Turner, I got the uh, name. Dolores right? Tucker. Dolores, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that she was talked over. And at one point, my old friend Henry Kelly put his hand on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it's just the general attitude and the comportment of people. You know, I, I find that the, the single most shocking thing. It was nothing to do with Catholics and Protestants and all that. Yeah. Just, just, just astonishing that 50% yeah. of the people are uh, women and they got two out of nine mm. proportion. Now that tells you something about the society, you know, and I hope that an awful lot of people, I winced when I saw it, you know, and I hope a lot of others did as well, mm. you know, whether we've eliminated all that or to what extent or, we have is a different subject. Or moved on. Um, the, uh, what, what are your memories of, of doing it? Do you remember it clearly or? Uh, I remember some of it clearly, you know, but to be honest, I mean, it's a, uh, I remember that was in 1998, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I, I've reached the age, you know, maybe sometimes you forget a year, you know, so if that's 65 or 66, I don't know, I now miss decades. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not sure. What, uh, uh, what, there's a number of things I remember about the young woman, Noni, who was there, mm -hmm. I mean, who hardly said a word, you know, sort of in very small way. She actually, I remember before, the recording started. She was a very lively and animated person, and uh, she was a wee bit cynical, more than a wee bit cynical about everything. It looked like, and she was obviously intimidated by the camera. She wasn't like that, you know. She's uh, 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 and well, people are not like that now. People are not as intimidated mm. by the media and by uh, uh, cameras. Uh, uh, I remember that sort of when I look at it. My when my mind goes back to it. That's uh, <laughs> We were some, what God, what, uh, we weren't the nicest people in the world, you know, <laughs> uh, were we? I mean, when you look at all that, it really is, however, however, however. Well, it, I suppose it was the level of discourse. I mean, I was going to say to you that what's interesting about that, this is in May 1988, so mm. it's just after Gibraltar, mm -hmm. it's just after the corporals, it's just after, you know, Milltown Cemetery, yeah. all those kind of things. So there was a sense here, I think, with it, things were going over a, t over a tipping point in yeah, terms of, yeah. uh, of the situation. Uh, and did that maybe raise the kind of level of discourse? The, the, was that how people talk to each other during the Troubles, I think is? Uh, I think that what we saw, you mean compared to what we saw on the screen? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. That's like, no, well, what you saw on the screen was a wee bit more considered, like mm. I suppose, <laughs> sort of uh, some of the discussions there were, which would have been, you know, where people butted heads with one another rather than uh, uh, discuss things. And, uh, 
a, a, on, a, on a clear way. Mm. Uh, you know, but it must strike anybody looking at that and listening to the arguments. You must say something, it's the same old stuff. After uh, all these years, and I find it very strange, I'm looking back on the discussion of the 60s, which took place in 1988. We are now looking back on the 1988 discussion of what happened in 1968. Yeah. And it begins to elide, sort of, I get it all shimmering in front of me without being sure. Where, and, but the main conclusion I withdraw from the whole thing is that we haven't made a lot of progress, mm-hmm. you know, sort of. And, it's a, and I'm not blaming other people for that. I mean, I was as much, obviously, as part of that as uh, anybody else. So I mainly... I mean, I feel depressed by having looked at it, you know, yeah. I think it's well made and it's engrossing. Mm-hmm. I find, I mean, particularly somebody of my age and so on, but it is infinitely depressing that they, exactly the same arguments, more it's or less, circular are going of, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, one, at one point you talk about the sort of circular kind of yeah. round and round kind of argument about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to just go back to the, the sort of the May days or that sort of thing, how... Did they put any restrictions on what you could talk about? I'm just, I'm conscious that Death on the Rock had only been yeah. um, just before, wasn't it, yeah. yeah, no, there was, if, I, I find, I can't remember anybody trying to put a, it, we, the, 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 the program was very rambling and open-ended. I mean, it was, mm. it was much longer than it's been, it was more than yes, twice. three hours at last. Three hours of it, you know, it's a, a, you know, if anybody really answers, you can wait and see the other two hours later. <laughs> so, 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 if you've nothing better to do uh, uh, with yourself. No, strangely enough, I can remember doing it. There was almost no preparation. I mean, having a couple Just of words. And that young woman, Noreen, was the only person I can remember having a word with and saying hello again. How you doing, Henry? The Henry Kelly. Uh, but no, nobody said, here's what you do, or here's the topics for discussion at all, mm. or how long it was going to last, which that was the nature of After Dark. Yeah. Some of them lasted more than three hours. Yeah. That one lasted about two hours, 20 or something. I think that was the full run time, yeah. yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. But yes, some of the most famous ones, like the Oliver Reed one, yeah, and, and yeah, all yeah, those ones yeah. lasted well into the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's... Uh, so it was so so it was it was meant to be a free ranging discussion, yeah, and yeah, they let yeah. you get on with it. Then, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the role of Ian Kennedy as the sort of interlocutor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Did you did you met him before? Or no, I didn't know I knew mm-hmm. he was, and may well have met him, but I didn't I didn't know him very well at all. Right. No, no. Um, and what did you, what did you think of the lineup? I suppose because from our eyes. Obviously, I was mentioning to the crowd, you know, Henry Kelly was a game show host. He was get, yeah. going for gold, and yet here he was. <laughs> no, I, no, I knew, I, was, I mean, at that time, I, mean, I knew Henry very well. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of, it's a, uh, we were never like, but we were, we were friends, and, and if we met again, still would be, you know. It's a, but Henry was always you know, a serious-minded person. And Henry took the job as, uh, people have probably forgotten the programme, sort of, uh, uh, what, was it, what was it called again? Going for gold. Go, uh, uh, I mean, Henry took that job. He told me this himself. He went to London as the an editor of the uh, Irish Times, serious career in journalism. You know, in fact, he was at the top of his game. He wasn't making much progress mm-hmm. in London. He took the job as a game show host simply to make himself better known. He told me that himself. I wanted to be well known. I thought that would help. So fair play to him. He went and did it. <laughs> you know, it's a, a, and it, he subsequently played Widow 20, and the pantomime, I think, at the Palladium right. <laughs> Theatre for three or four years and really enjoyed it. Mm. Just the hell we all of you are sneering at me. A, I'm being very well paid. Yes, you know, well, there's not yeah. much work involved and I can do it. So 
I've no idea sort of what the trajectory of Henry's career was after it's that. It's very interesting. I, mean, mm. I don't, yeah, I think going for gold happened and then, but it's very interesting for us to, to look back and realise that he was actually, a, you know, a, yeah. on, the sp- on the spot in 68 and 69. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he certainly had an analysis. I mean, I thought that you and he, you and his conversation just, we just saw it there about class mm. uh, and the South. And the, the sort of the, the mm. sort of the perceptions of the site was very interesting because there was there was a bit of tension there in terms of yeah yeah you know, yeah uh, yeah well, yes well, Henry a very nice person you know so, yeah. and, and I say looking at it I mean that's I have to I if somebody were to come up me and say McCann you were a bit arrogant there in that program I would think it difficult to defend myself you know I can put it as gently as that I think right. there was a lot of I, I, I was very arrogant and talked over people and I think that Dr Turner wasn't it the black lady from yeah. yes, was treated abominably badly as well as the young woman and all out there and I was one of those who did that because I just I talked over people yeah and uh, and so on. I wouldn't I wouldn't be allowed to do that now no. I, 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 I think but anyway I wouldn't I wouldn't do it and I think that damaged the conversation I think you know mm. it quietened a few people and it, it wasn't didn't let quieter voices come through exactly exactly I mean, yeah. I, I mean I suppose that was was that driven maybe because you wanted to get your point across because it was important England these are English audiences you know they're, they're aye, aye. I'm not sure what it was. I don't. Okay, just a, 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 I don't know. I suppose I was impatient, you know, sort mm. of. And and also, I did have. I have to confess, sort of. I did have a certain arrogance in that I absolutely believed that I and people like me better understood the North, sort of, than ninety nine percent of other people. And that's a very arrogant thing. Mm-hmm. I think it depends. Your trust depends on where you're coming from and the perspective that's been created for you. Nah. So I shouldn't be flagellating myself either, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but I was embarrassed a couple of nights watching it. Just, my God, what was I thinking? Well, it's difficult as well. I mean, you're in there, everyone's played with drink, and, you know, and, yep. it's, and it's late at night. So, you know, yep, obviously, yep, yep. Think it's things good. Are, you don't get many programmes now where you can drink. No. That's so that you're a wee bit, you, know, uh, you can feel at the end of the programme, right, and obviously you can smoke as mm. much as you're like, gosh, that's a different world, you know. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, and... and the last person I saw smoking on TV was Peter Cook. Yeah, yeah uh, Peter yeah, Cook yeah. would appear and always have a huge ashtray next yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. And then would smoke all the way through his performances. But I think he was the last one left, really. Uh, I haven't seen him for a long time. The 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 role of Roy Bradford's quite interesting. Mm. He was, um, I mean, I suppose um, he was a minor character in terms of the Unionist government. I think he was a junior minister. No, I think he was a full minister. Oh, was he, full, he, right? he was indeed. He was, I, no, I would need to check, but as, yeah. as far as I can recall. And he was, and he was a very respected man within unionism because he could mm. present, you know, sort of, he wasn't shouting and barking, no, he was, you know, so he was an urbane sort of, and, and he was more, I got him a wee bit, you know, personally, he was a more interesting man, than, and I think a rather pleasanter man than he appeared mm. sort of in the programme. Yeah, he seemed quite bluff, and, yeah. and, and sort of maybe a bit uh, slightly militaristic kind of, uh, patrician yeah, yeah. is the word yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. Um, but he also, I mean, he became a novelist later on, and, and yeah. he, you know, there was something about him. His... Um, his take about gradualism uh, and your take about reform and the need for reform, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, go, looking, looking back from ni- 1988 as it was, do you think English audiences were, were attuned to that? Do you think that they, they picked up on those nuances of... Uh, or, not or, at all, no, no. not at okay. all, not at all. And I, to this day, I think mm. it's a... a you know, I, I think there's a debate with... There is a sea border as far as political perception. <laughs> Sort yeah. of uh, uh, is involved, and what's more, I mean, I 
content altogether. It's been the 60s and the 70s, seven years living in London. Mm. And I never had any problem with anybody. I really, really liked all the Londoners that I were really did. At, uh, I thought they were terrific uh, 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 people. But they knew nothing yeah. about the North. My family were going to work one morning. We used to drive to work in a transit van. van there was uh, 13 of us in this section of Greater London Council. And Roddy Firth was sitting right in front of me and we'd been talking. So, and Roddy turned and he said, tell me one thing. He says, which part of Ireland do we own? <laughs> <laughs> now, that sounds offensive. He actually meant that as a genuine question. Uh-huh. He was interested. He wanted to learn. He wanted to be told. And that's how he said, which part of Ireland do we own? So I lied. You know, of course. Cork. I thought you said south of Ireland generally. The North's very Irish Republic. But... But, I, but anyway, they, 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 as I say, that wasn't said with any sense of threat or anything like that. And I think an mm. awful lot of English people, an awful lot of English people, at I admit, don't they, wish Ireland well, wish sort of a, a everybody in the north mm. well, but they don't want to be burdened with having to understand it. Yeah, they might yeah, be shy. But why should they? Mm. Why should they? You know, if you're a working class person from Basildon, sort of, or Cleethorpes or somebody, why should you? Mm. Sort of, no, what, what do we know about them? Or Wales, or what, Wales, do we, what do we know, you know about Wales? Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah, so it's a, I, a lot of people think there's an awful lot of. I didn't. I never. The thing about the, the English being anti-Irish historically, of course, there's a lot of strength in that uh, I narrative. But at a personal level, as I looked around me, and I got very, very little of it. Very little of it. Mm. I mean, I think there was an induced and uh, a, a paranoia mm-hmm. sort of uh, about the English and so on, and about loads of other things that, that heightened consciousness dividing us. No need for it. Was it also about how the media represented here as well? Um, the, the, the stories that the media were interested in were the good versus bad, the kind of black yeah, and white yeah, kind of yeah. stories. When you had a chance to, to talk about, you know, kind of your truth about it and, and you know, the, the, your analysis of what was going on here, did you, did you ever become tired and say, I can't be bothered anymore um, try, trying to persuade and trying to get people across, you know? No, no. no man, I'm still not tired of it, you know, sort of. I've got, <laughs> I've got a few decades left of me yet, you know, sort of. I, I, oh, I, mean, I am acutely aware of how similar the conversation uh, is and recurs, and that's... I don't think that's anybody's fault. I mean, it's the set of circumstances that his history has bequeathed to it, mm. you know, but we sort of can't get out of it. The way it's happened, it's a... Of course, you would know that my solution to that sort of is to concentrate on the politics of class and mm. not of community. But, I mean, I would freely confess sort of that that's not sort of the uh, common sense of the situation now. Mm. So it's... Uh, but we're getting there, and we will get there, and it'll all change. <laughs> well, the future... I do believe that the future is bright. I do believe, and particularly sort of when I... Uh, when you look at what have been the agencies for change sort of in more recent times, uh, it's been women. It's mm. particularly been young women. I think of the campaign on the uh, amendment a couple of years back, sort of uh, uh, in the south. I remember looking around me at times where we canvassing teams in Carndona and Donegal somewhere, mm. and realizing that it consisted almost entirely of young women, women under the age of twenty-four. Mm-hmm. I mean, and full of in, in, in enthusiasm, not afraid of anything, not afraid of ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of, and that I think is a. a that's been one of the formative experiences mm. of my life. It really has. It changed the mm. way I saw things. And, uh, uh, and it was the numbers just being there. And those, there was something. 
there's something really uplifting about that sort of and lifted away sort of a lot of the poison of ages that we've all and been a, laid on there's, there's a feeling that there's a movement there yes oh well yeah. absolutely that's the thing it was coming from but it wasn't sort of people being led along sort of by a band or something like that mm. it was semi-spontaneous mm-hmm. uh it was very young it was very female it was very different to anything which had gone mm-hmm. before, you know, and with whether it been central mantle or whatever the word would be. I do think that insofar as demonstrations and all that them loads of them showed the future, the shape of the future and the spirit of the future, mm-hmm. it was in those marches of young women in Ireland. I think those we'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. I suspect that history will look back sort of on those events and say that was a real turning point. Mm. I hope so, and I think it is. Yeah, and they, they wouldn't, um, women aren't outliers as mm. they once were in terms yeah, of change in uh, politics here. Absolutely. You know, someone like Bernadette would be an outlier in those days and, yeah, and you yeah. know, and, and, and now, now, mm. now it's, it's much more uh, usual to see a group of women actually leading in terms yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he did a funny thing. It's, 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 it's one of the things I look back even further that I can remember and didn't seem to make an impact in politics, I can remember the extent to which it, it, Derry's a place with short factories. Yeah. You know, sort of loads of short factories in Derry when I was a kid uh, uh, growing up, which were 95% female labour, uh, of course. Now, all the factories around Derry, uh, uh, six or seven of them around the uh, city centre, would all get off for their lunch from one o'clock to two o'clock. And this phenomenon every day when I was a child looking at the window, hordes of women from pavement to pavement across the street would surge up Rossville Street at Lusher and back again uh, for two o'clock. And one of the things I distinctly remember is how together they were. How together they were. They would come down the street and maybe take them from pavement to pavement up behind the whole street with arms lengths and threes and fours arms lengths. I mean, talking 19 to the dozen and laughing and all that, virtually all women. I, I, I look back sort of on that as an opportunity missed, and I'm not saying, oh, they would be patronised for me, they missed an opportunity, but there was something there mm. which wasn't represented in the politics of the time, which I think held much greater promise, mm. sort of a promise of better things than we actually got in the end. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, that's maybe something to do with the weak union movement here, and, and mm. you know, that the, the, there's a spirit that hasn't been harnessed? It, has, it hasn't mm. been harnessed, of course, that type of it was different. The, Factories in Derry were 100% unionised. Yeah. They're absolutely 100% unionised, and they spoke like that. And uh, 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 the shop stewards had a prestige, sort of, uh, uh, in that. Uh, uh, and all it was in that sense of organisation, sort of. I think that strength would come to. And see the Derry factories. I mean, this is forgotten about. Here's how history actually works. When I said they were unionised in the 1910s, 20s, 30s, 40s. What was going on at the dairy factories was absolutely at the cutting edge of class struggle on these islands. Mm. I mean, really, but it is not an accident that Eleanor Marx, you know, uh, a called the first trades council demonstration in 1891, you know, sort of, and uh, uh, a and bequeath and the factory girls. I mean, still call them; they call themselves factory girls. You know, mm. sort of the, the, the ones that are uh, uh, still around are very proud of that. Yeah. Not many people would know that if Eleanor Marx came here, daughter <laughs> of Karen Marx and our maiden. They would know that. They would mm-hmm. know that it was part of the tradition and history. That's lost. It's recoverable, yeah. I think. It's recoverable. Uh, 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 but that's a big part of Derry's history, which is sort of just omitted. Yeah. Speaking of radical history, um, I, we've got a lot of questions coming on the text here, so I'll get on to them in a minute. But I was interested that... Um, Dolores Tucker is sort of representative of the civil rights movement in that conversation. She's there to kind of, the civil rights movement in America, sorry. Um, 
I, I was quite interested because it sort of sold during that broadcast as a success story. As a, you know, she, she is a, saying it as a success yeah. story, but also the makers have obviously put that in as a kind of this worked, why didn't this work sort of um, in the light of what's happened over the last 10 years in America in terms of racial politics, Black Lives Matter, Ferguson, uh, George Floyd, all this sort of stuff. Do you think that we, we, we should really stop looking at that as a kind of exemplar of, of, of civil rights action? Or, you know, was there, I think the question, was it more complicated than the kind of the easy path and heart of history? I think I, the details of it are, are more com are complicated and tangled up together and so forth. But I think that there was, there's also a simplicity to it all. Uh, it's, uh, I, it, I mean, I, it struck me, and I've written about this, you know, that I, that feeling as we were marching along civil rights movement along Rossville Street and the Parkside out towards I, the Guildhall in the uh, uh, city centre. And I can remember so you'd be shouting, one of the chants was that we're talking about to smash the state there, and that mm. two, four, six, eight organisation smash the state and be marching along sort of the guess. Exactly, exactly the same slogan was being shouted in Sydney. In Los Angeles mm. and in various other places, and of course we had connections that we would have known people there mm. and in uh, all those places, and that sense it's a really heavy thing. Mm. So if you can feel yourself reasonably, really feel yourself to be part of something huge that's happening all over the world, and you're part of it here in Derry and Northern <laughs> Ireland, you yeah. and so on. I mean that that's difficult, and I know I can get sentimental about it. You know, mm. so of course I can. And, Nostalgia. I mean, you get to my age, you're nostalgic for things that, <laughs> anyway, sort of. Quite, but I mean, it's a, a, when I look back, I, I have to check myself all the time. Mm -hmm. Am I bathing this in a warm glow of nostalgia, or is that really the way it happened? And sometimes mm -hmm. I just don't know. Uh, but it was a bit shelly. You know, but this it was, and that dawn to, to be, be alive. alive and to be young was very heaven. Mm. You know, it's a, uh, uh, that's, that's a generational thing, I suppose, that yeah. everybody uh, comes to that. But I certainly still feel that. I can mm -hmm. feel that vibe uh, from... And it's all still relevant. It's yeah. all still relevant. We still have racism. We still have sectarianism. Mm. We still have grotesquely unfair distribution of the material goods of the earth. It, worse, uh, yeah. even. Yeah, than, worse, yeah. worse yeah. in some... Indeed, indeed. So mm. the job's there still to be done. <laughs> it's never over. Yeah. It's never over. <laughs> well, uh, we've got plenty of uh, questions from the floor. Yeah. So uh, most of the, I was going to go on to the Good Friday Agreement, but the, the, the questions, um, so uh, let me see. I don't know any of the numbers here. My daughter has texted to find out what my credit card number was, uh, which is nice. So um, here's one here. Um, let me just open this up. Oh, why is it not open? After 33, am I, is that, hold on a second. Sorry, let me just get my phone to work here. Uh, there we go, and... There. After th um, after a further thirty three years, do you still think the destruction of NI is the answer, and what could be created in its place? And that's from Alva. No, the, 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 no, I mean I think I, I put that very crudely under mm. the program, which is spice the state, get rid of the state. That's the problem. Now I believe that, but that's the starting point. It's not the conclusion uh, that we should be drawing. And I think that things have changed, you know, in the sense, uh, in this context, in the meantime that uh, I think that we're seeing, we, we live in tumultuous times across the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was referring there to 1968, 69, 70, the way through we could feel, you know, fellow feeling 
sort of with, uh, campaigns elsewhere. But I think at the minute, I mean, just look at you know what's happening around the world in Latin America, sort of in Asia, and so what you're seeing the disintegration of an old order, an old global order. You know, now that's not to say sort of that it won't come back with even more ferocity and horror yeah. than in the past. But nevertheless, the old order is rapidly changing, as Bob Dylan said, and it's still. We still have a struggle to see, well, what we're mm -hmm. going to put in its place and all that. I mean, I had a lot more certainty back then than I have yeah. now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, just the passage of time and frustration and the things you tried and failed, you got to face up to that. But I'm still, I'm still enthusiastic for sort of, and uh, at some level convinced mm. that in the end, sort of the wretched of the earth, sort of, or the, the, those who suffer, the people are on the bottom of the pile, sort of uh, both economically and because of their ethnicity or their gender or skin colour and so on, that a, a, that in the end they will triumph, in the end mm. the mass of the people will win. Uh, I, the question is when and the question is at the cost of what suffering in the meantime. But you do, I mean, that did, I mean, who can look at what, you know, what's going on sort of at the uh, moment, uh, 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 you know, in uh, Asia and the flights out of Afghanistan and yeah. all that there. So everybody's got an opinion. You know, in some ways we're further apart than ever, but in other ways we're closer, well, we could, uh, closer together. We could reach we're out more easily now. We can reach out more mm -hmm. easily. So and I, I suspect, or at least I hope, and I hope that I, in the future, sort of will be some a minor part of it, that we can mm. learn from the last 33 years of whatever it is, sort of, and... Uh, 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 well, there's, a, there's a question here. Yeah. How different do you think the conversation would go today with the same people talking about the same year? How, how do we look back on 1968 now? Well, I suppose it's like... Uh, 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 how do we... I, well, I, I, the way I look back on it, I hope, was, you know, informed some of the things I've just been uh, saying. I, I agree with most of what I said, sort of, on that programme. I still... Uh, if not with the... Uh, well, yeah, so I think of the people there, they would probably be more cynical, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Henry certainly would. I haven't seen Henry in years. And so on. But it was in, the, the only person there who, that whose opinion would be interesting in that is that young woman, Noreen. Yeah. You know, I, she, I think yeah. I would love to talk to her. Say, what do you think of it now? As I say, she was bullied in a way, sort of, in that mm. program. It's a. a, a uh, for my part on that, I apologise to her, wherever she is. But I. I, I Yes, I do think she's. I don't want to know. I don't even know if Roy Bradford is still around. I wouldn't be terribly no, interested in what he thinks now, you know. And uh, our friend from the Sorbonne and so on. Well, you know, I'd say, but Noreen is the only mm. person who was there whom I would be anxious to talk to about mm. those things. Um, it's a quick question here. Um, and this is about your fellow Derryman on the uh, on the panel, yeah. uh, Glenn. Has the Good Friday Agreement proven Glenn Barr right? In that the Northern Ireland state was reformable with agreement after all. Well, as somebody who served in, in Stormont and well, it, I, I, I hadn't been aware of that. You know, but I'm not. Uh, did he say that on the program? Or, or yeah, well, he, he he sort of talks. He, he prophesizes that yeah. uh, that that want that was a want for agreement. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That, it, that it could happen. Yeah, yeah. And it would Northern Ireland would only work if everybody said. This is what we want. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in a way, he does. I mean, he he does yeah, kind of yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think it. Well, we can all be hopeful and so on. And then sometimes, depending on what conversation you're having and what company you're in, you can come away sort of a buzz with uh, optimism about mm. the future, even the near future. There's other times you've had a fractious. 
‫לשכת מפי המקום הזה. But I mean, I think it's sad to say. I mean, there's different things happening. The vast majority of young people in Northern Ireland want the thing over. Yeah, they do. They want the thing over. They certainly don't want another half century, thirty-first mm. century of uh, this sort of stuff. On the other hand, when you look at the discussions over the sea border, mm. sort of, and and uh, <coughs> all that. You know, sort of, I mean, there's still very entrenched attitudes mm -hmm. there and so forth. Now, I would hope sort of that I understand that a bit better yeah. than uh, I did at the time. You know, it's, uh, uh, but it's still there and it's still to be dealt with. And that's what's depressing. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. No. There's two souls of Northern Ireland that seems to be contesting for dominance mm -hmm. sort of over the minds and the aspirations sort of of people in the, this part of the world. And we wait to see sort of how that's going to be resolved. I hope I can play a part in it. I hope that everybody can play a part in it. Mm. Um, well, um, the, the, uh, just there is more of a comment here that's just come in. So it's just uh, whoever's texted this has said, great admiration for you, Eamon, and thank you for your integrity, which has never waned. But question how positive you are about the genuine reconciliation for people here. Do you think it might happen? You seem to be oh, still very hopeful. I'm absolutely hopeful. I think it will happen, sort of, and that's a, a, and I don't want to harp on it. So when you go back to it, you know, it'll happen, when there are mass movements change people, and the reason why they change people is the sense of being involved in your own liberation is sort of a, a, a wonderful thing. And in fact, you can't be liberated other than by yourself in many ways, you know, because of, like, of a, if your liberation isn't my gift, you're not free. You're not liberated yeah. at all. And that goes for black and white people. It goes for women and men. At the, it's an upsurge from people. People get a sense of their power mm -hmm. when they sort of, I mean, are together, sort of in militant array, sort of seeking a change that they have agreed on. And I think we're sometimes we're close to that, sort of, uh, uh, in the north. And oh my God, we could talk for hours about what's positive and what's negative in the mm -hmm. present situation. But I mean, I, by nature, I hope sort of an optimist and I expect the future to be far brighter and more harmonious than the past. And I would like to play a part in bringing that about. Mm. Uh, well, um, it's been a wonderful afternoon, Eamon. Um, it's been great to watch the programme uh, and it's been great to hear from you as well. So um, thank you very much for Thanks your, for having your me. time thank this you. afternoon. If we got a round of applause for Mr McCann. And uh, just a note to say thanks to the QFT and thanks for Docs Ireland uh, for staying and thank you all for sticking around and uh, such great questions on my phone which I'll keep forever now. Thank you very much. <laughs>